This is Eric. And this is Tess. And you're listening to Same Team, y'all. Part of going potty and Tess, you probably know this. <laughs> Listeners, do you know this? Do you know this? Is listening to your body. But you you changed this kid's life. Yeah. He's becoming George Washington. He is. Now how would you feel if like later like he just doesn't respond to Cameron anymore? <laughs> He and like he's, he literally becomes him, and then it's like, then he became basically is like a Batman villain <laughs> that is always stealing things and like, huh, someone stole Washington's teeth. I know who it was. It was George Washington, Cameron Washington, or whatever. You'll never. have more room so I don't have to meditate next to the smelly garbage. <laughs> I am kinda near Bonus. the garbage. I am kinda near the garbage but I can't smell you can it. Meditate upon the smell. Yeah I'd be like, what are those smells? And that is the smell of <laughs> things decaying which is the nature of life. <laughs> things decay and be- decay is just another word for change and things changing from one thing to another. <laughs> uh, uh. Hey, friends, you're listening to Same Team, y'all. My name's Eric. (laughs) My name is Tess. Is that how we're starting it? Decay is the nature of life. (laughs) Welcome to Same Team, (laughs) y'all. Well, decay is just another word for change, right? You know, on the biological level. When you really think about Uh, it. This is a fortnightly podcast where librarian best friends, uh, Tess and myself, talk about stuff that we're loving. Uh, tales that we have from our libraries or from the greater library field, I suppose. Sure. Right? Yeah. And important life lessons that we've learned along the way. We do this to hopefully usher in a second era of good feelings where we all can just learn to get along and hopefully realize that we're all on the same team despite our different differences or beliefs. Want to cling to it? Yeah, let's cling to yeah. it. Bing! Oh, boy. <laughs> it's good to be back in the saddle, right? <laughs> yeah. Hiatus is broken, sister. Yeah. You know? You know. Down from the mouth, huh? We're down from the mouth. Yeah, I still have, like, frostbite on my nose, <laughs> a little bit on my eyebrow, you know? Um, but, yeah, we're, we're back in it. How's your Fortnite been, Tess? Um, it's been okay. Yeah. Actually, if I'm being totally honest. Hey. It hasn't been that great. Yeah. I had a cold... And then I had a really bad migraine. Mm. And I've been really preoccupied because next week, Brett and I are going on a big adventure. And you know, when you're going to go on a big adventure, you have to prepare for your adventure. And yeah. I've been really preoccupied the whole fortnight about preparing for are my Are you going to mention this in... 
in no. later. Oh, you're not? Okay. No. So this is the, because you've mentioned the vacation before on the yes. cast, right? Yeah, yeah, this is the vacation that Brett won when he won the VIP award mm. at his workplace. We are going to Hawaii. Hawaii for how long? For about a week. That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's very exciting, but it is a really big adventure. Brett and I don't take a lot of adventures, yeah. so I'm a little nervous about it. But I think when we get there, it's going to be really cool. I'm excited for all the things that are in Hawaii that I'm hoping to see. Who Who's watching Rosie for you? Uh, Rosie is going to be boarding at her vet's office. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, that's a service they do? Yes. Oh, yeah, that's they really do nice. that. And we like to do that because little Rosie is um she's a special girl. She's very special and sometimes she needs extra care and so we think that the vet is just the best people to leave her with. I hope that your vet doesn't give ra- uh give Rosie any raspberries on her nose cuz we discovered she didn't like that very much. She, like she barked she, at me. She went to give you a kiss and you gave her a raspberry and her little hackles Every, went up. Everyone knows when I get kisses from dogs and my daughter there are no rules. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, I'm really excited for you guys. I am excited, too. Yeah, it's great. I uh, forgot to mention during our, our intro that, um, <clears throat> especially because you said, uh, you know, you haven't had that great of a fortnight. Yeah, how was your fortnight? Welcome to the zone of no judging. <laughs> Thank you for not judging me. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? You know, it's fine. Um, my fortnight's been okay. It's been busy, but it's been fine. It's just a lot of... Uh, I always feel like there's like a secret code that I can crack where I can be a parent and 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 get enough sleep to be a human and enough food to be a human, but then also do things I enjoy so that I'm like fulfilled as like a, a, an individual, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I that's feel, a struggle. I feel like some days I've got, well, you always find time to be the parent because you need to. You, you need, need to be a great to. parent. That's necessary. But then some days what happens if you're being a great parent or if you're really, you end up sacrificing, where does it come from? From yourself. Yeah. Your sleep or your food. And then often a lot of things like, oh, I wanted to watch a movie, but oh, well, you know? Yeah. And even though at the end of it's just a movie, it is important like for your ability to just exist and enjoying a thing without needing to be doing a thing right. you know because you're a dad but you're also a person i'm a person yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i am a person and <laughs> uh, parents uh especially if you're new parents don't forget you're people too take yeah. care of yourself it's hard um but my my four weeks uh, my fortnight's been okay it's just been busy you know so very cool, cool. did you want to get into the quote of this week yes i yeah, do let's see let's bring this up now i actually have like i had a couple quotes because during our hiatus even though we had stopped making episodes you, I didn't, you were still collecting you, quotes. you can never sh- you can never shut it off you know <laughs> so i'm still collecting quotes so uh for new listeners which by the way if we have any new ones thank you for oh, 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 oh. Rose, we have a guest on Rosie, the podcast i'm not gonna give you any more raspberries i'm sorry girl she likes to have a snack when we come when she comes rosie just went for a walk she's telling us all about it and she likes to have a snack when she comes back do you think she was telling us about the walk or she was like do not give me any raspberries on my nose honestly i think she was saying don't forget about the snack that was promised to me rosie is a cute dog (laughs) that's okay I know uh, Sasha, my dog, does not mind raspberries. In fact, Chip doesn't mind raspberries. They, there are no rules. She's Rosie, learned to be like... Rosie has a thing about blowing yeah. in her face. She's not a big fan of it. She doesn't like high winds. 
Oh. <laughs> and she and she's not a big fan of when there is air in her face. Okay, that's understandable. <laughs> so perhaps I should have warned you about that. No, that's a, well. <laughs> most people aren't going to be giving dogs raspberries, but you know, I kind of go by my own rules. Well, sorry, and, we're just watching my dog now. This is, this makes for a really great podcast. Well, she is majestic in her own way. She you is. know, she's yeah. a she's a beautiful dog. We're watching. Rosie run around while Brett silently tries to wrangle her up the stairs. That's okay. I think we can listen to our quote. I think she'll yeah, let us Yeah, that's think. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> this is one of the few quotes that I had brought up. And you may have heard this already. I think this is kind of a famous quote from a... It's read by a man named uh, Wayne Dyer, but he's reading... Um, Someone a, else's quote. He's reading a, a poem called... It's entitled, The Five Chapters of My Life by Portia Nelson. Okay. So, I don't know if you've heard this before. I think it's kind of famous. <laughs> She said, chapter one of my life. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm helpless. It isn't my fault. And it takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two of my life. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. It isn't my fault. And it still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three of my life. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. <laughs> it's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my own fault. And I get out immediately. Chapter four of my life. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five of my life. I walk down another street. <laughs> Isn't that great? Portia Nelson. Have you heard that before, Tess? I have never no. heard that before. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's, I, I picked it, I, I've come across it a couple different times uh, through, it's usually referenced in a, a couple different books that I've read before, and I picked it just because the whole represents anything, right? Yes. You know, we all have that hole that we're trying to work on, right? Yeah. Or that thing that Any we don't know. habit that we keep falling into. Exactly. And it's it, it just goes to show that, like, it's easy to be, like, for example, my mom has uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a gentleman friend who often <laughs> complains, like, he's overweight because... Every time he sees her, she's feeding him kind of like not healthy food. <laughs> Delicious food. But he only gets to hang out with her once every two weeks. So it's probably not just my mom feeding him food, right? <laughs> so one could say that he's in that part where he doesn't, he fell in the hole and it's definitely not his fault, right? Mm. You know? Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. I've, I've um, yeah, I, I like that. It's a poem. I like that short story yeah. by, it is, um, like I said, it, that was read by someone else, but uh, that was the reading that the I selected. The reader, you know? Wayne mm -hmm. Dyer, I'm just curious, is he kind of a Alan Watts sort of figure? He, because his his delivery... Oops. 
I brought it up to look up the um yeah uh, the poem by Portia Nelson and Wayne Dyer yeah, yeah. He's, he's the one reading it yeah yeah his delivery and um kind of like the audience uh reaction it reminded me a lot of our our patron philosopher Alan if, Watts and his lectures well there's a time where every one of our episodes started with a quote from Alan Indeed, Watts yeah. yeah I think Wayne Dyer I didn't look too much into the reader himself but I think he's got a website on um or an organization where he he works on like a personal like fulfillment and uh, improvement and like motivation cool. that kind of thing. But I was more interested in the uh, the quote that of the poem. Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I liked that a lot. That was special. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tess. <laughs> hey, should we talk about stuff that we love? Yeah, we should. This is the stuff that we love. We love. This is the stuff that we love. We love it so much. This is the stuff that we. I love to talk about stuff that we love. I do. And as a reminder, the re- for our listeners, the reason we talk about stuff we love is that if you're walking around looking for stuff that you love, you're more often to notice it than stuff that you hate. I was just having a conversation with my friend Rachel where she, uh, we were, we were communicating with each other via Facebook and she was like, uh ranting about some stuff that was making her upset and then she was like thanks for listening to my podcast about things that make me upset <laughs> and then I said something to the effect of uh, you should make a podcast about stuff you love now like me and Eric yeah. do and she's like yeah I'm not as good as you guys and I said well see that's the secret the secret is that Eric and I force ourselves well, <laughs> to make this podcast because uh, because you gotta be the change the right? secret is is that when when people go, well, I'm just not a positive person. Well, that's a label you've made about yourself, right? You know, we're just all people, positive, negative, whatever. These are just words we've made up. And it's it's the, the doing that is the thing, right? right? And she also you know? was kind of casting judgment on herself, not to like deeply like uh, uh, analyze hey, my friend Rachel. Rachel. I love you, Rachel. If you're listening, we love you, girl. I love you, Rachel, but I did have a moment where I was thinking about her casting judgment upon herself because she was like, oh, well, I think she said something like, I'm not that good that I can't mm. think about stuff that I love. And I was like, it's not good or bad. You know, if you're in, if you're in a, a moment in your life where you're kind of focusing on some bad stuff that's happening to you. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. You yeah, know? exactly. I know. Um, yeah, like Amanda often makes jokes that if like we had superpowers like heroes or something, yeah. that she would become a villain and I would become a hero. <laughs> but she works at the hospital. She's, even if she doesn't realize or doesn't say, she's already a she's hero. saving lives yeah. every day. And I know she just sees like, oh, I'm just doing these dumb scans but every time she notices like something wrong or if she scans something, that directly leads to someone being helped. That's you know? True. Yeah. Man. So Amanda. Do you want Amanda? <laughs> lo- local here. local, local hero, hero walking around. <laughs> Did you want to go first with your stuffs? Uh yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll go first. What's your first stuff? Which, by the way, good job finding some stuff in your challenging week, Thank right? You. Your busy week. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. My first stuff is uh, indubitably a television show on Netflix right wait, now. Wait, wait. Okay. Oh, do you want to guess what it's it is? It's a television show on Netflix. Guess. Did it just come out recently? Yes. Uh, animated or live action? Live action. Uh, drama or comedy? A little bit of both. Ooh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find of another way to narrow it down. Um, give me one clue. 
Um, there are heroes in it. There are heroes in it? Yeah. Oh! People with superpowers. Is it Umbrella Academy? Yes! The trailer for that looks so good. And it lives up to the trailer, in my humble opinion. Okay. I loved this television show. I'm so happy to hear it. Tell me all about it, because I've wanted to watch it. Oh, so it is a TV show. For people who haven't seen the trailer, it is about... A fictional event that takes place in which uh, several women around the world gave birth to children. And the special thing about this event is that none of them were pregnant at the beginning of that day. That's unique. They all mysteriously gave birth to children. A uh, a, a um, eccentric billionaire adopts seven of these children... And he raises them to be crime-fighting vigilantes because all of these children are special. They have abilities. Um, uh, There's Luther. He has super strength. There's Diego. Diego can throw things and they land wherever he wants them to land. That's cool. There's... um, uh, Who's next? Oh, there's Allison. Allison can suggest that you do things and you'll do them. And then there's Klaus. Klaus can speak to the dead. And then there's number five. Number five can travel through space and time. Oh, I think I found a favorite. And then there's Ben. Ben is deceased at the time that the show starts, so you don't know that much about him. And then there's Vanya. And Vanya didn't have any superpowers. She grew up with this family of people who were special, and she was told that she was not special. And um, their eccentric billionaire father figure... Not such a great guy. He was very focused on their crime fighting, not so much focused on nurturing them. And so all of these children grew up to be not well-adjusted grown-ups. That's kind of a, yeah. And that's where we meet up with them. We meet up with them. They're all, like, let's say around 30 years old. And um, their uh, father figure has died. And this is why they've all come together for the funeral. And they haven't seen each other in years. And that's kind of where this kicks off. Is it kind of... Did you watch... Because it sounds like... I know it's based on a comic series. It is. Uh, it sounds Heroes-y. Like, not just Heroes-y, but like hero, NBC Heroes-y. I, I... To me, it was like a very dysfunctional X-Men. Okay, because, that's a cool like, way to describe it. They're all... They've got different abilities. They're all like... They grew up in this house together... Um, except the, the added on to this is, like I said, they are all highly dysfunctional now that they've kind of grown up without a lot of coping mechanisms because yeah. their, uh, their father was not very nurturing. Okay. Um, and it's, um, and it was just a really, I loved it a lot. I will say it, it has a lot to do with time travel because the number five character is kind of traveling through space and time. And I don't think it's a spoiler to tell you that, the end of the world is coming. And number, I think that's shown in the trailer, Yeah, number too. five is convinced that if he can get his whole family working together, they can somehow stop it. And so um, that's uh, what the show is about. And I absolutely loved it. I thought all of the actors in it were really excellent. I love the soundtrack. is really great. They have really great songs. Um, Our friend Sean from Third Eye yes. told me that it's an amazing show. <laughs> he really loved it. And uh, also also mentioned the soundtrack as well. Yes. So two different people. Yes. About the soundtrack. It is notable, the soundtrack. And um, 
I just, I loved it so much. When it, when it ended, I was like, how can that be the end? However, it has been renewed for a second Very season. Nice. So there will be more Umbrella Academy Roughly to enjoy. Roughly how many episodes? There are 10 episodes. Okay. I'll have to, maybe that's the next thing on my list. I know that I was looked very cool. And Sean, um, have you ever read Umbrella Academy, the graphic novel you series? You know what? I thought that I hadn't. Like, <laughs> I was familiar with it. And then I was like, I, I was like I said, I was familiar with it. And then I watched a show and I loved it so much. I was thinking, I need to go and read that comic series. And when I went on my Goodreads to put it on you my plan it. to read, it said, you've already read volume one. And I was like, oh, uh, I must not have made that much of an impact on me. I must not have liked it that much at the time. My first Th- thought always when there's a TV show or movie based on a book series mm-hmm. or comic is that maybe I should go and read it first. And our friend Sean had told me that um, that he doesn't think you need to watch the or you don't need to read the book first at all. And he actually told me too, and it's his opinion, the show's a much better like realization of the idea of the Umbrella Academy than the graphic novel. So I would probably agree yeah, with Sean, especially if you read it and don't. Since remember I it. read the first volume and it obviously didn't make enough of an impact on me, that I am going to reread it now because uh, uh, I'm just I'm just so deeply invested in these characters now. Um, uh, Klaus is my absolute favorite. Okay. And I love him so much. He's so good. That's great that it was um, renewed for another yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. And the, um, uh, probably the best actor on the show, I would say, is there's, um, uh, not giving anything away, but number five is played by a child actor. Okay. And he's excellent. Okay. Like, I, I feel like I am sometimes very critical of child actors because... They haven't had a lot. I feel like they haven't had like life experience to draw upon for their characters, and yeah. so a lot of times their performances are kind of weak. Um, but there are a few who are very talented, and the actor who plays number five, his name is Aiden Gallagher, and he was really good. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I loved it so much. Umbrella Academy was the stuff I was loving this Ooh, past fortnight. Very nice. That was a good flow too for your, your thing. Uh, Tetris. Uh, Tetris. Is that me? Am I Tetris? Is that my new nickname? Te- Tetris. <laughs> have you ever heard of the video game Tetris before? <laughs> I sure have. Have you played it? Um, probably at some point in my life. Yeah, blocks are falling. You make lines and all that. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the news? Tetris <laughs> is back, baby. Is it? It's back. <laughs> Did Everyone, it go away? Hold the pre- well. Thank you. So that's the thing. <laughs> Tetris is one of those games that is kind it's of a classic. It is stuck around for a very yeah. long time. The rules are simple enough that almost anyone can understand it and pick it up. Um, but uh, the nuances are complex enough that there are like pro players out there that are amazing, and there there have been like consistent Tetris tournaments out there, you know, since the game existed. But now it's officially back in the public conscious. Two games fairly recently have come out. There's a game called a uh, uh, Tetris Effect. Okay. That came out last year, fall of last year, for the PS4 and probably some other things too, uh, which is basically Tetris. But it's like um, when you spin your blocks and when you place them, it adds to the soundtrack of the song that you're playing. So each of the stages has its own theme. Like one uh, starts off and it's underwater. And as you are forming lines and as you're playing the game, it adds to this song, this track, that slowly builds as you form more lines and as you complete more Tetrises. And slowly the, the stage around the... The screen, like where the blocks fall, changes and like whales will appear and dolphins. <gasps> that and sounds cool. It becomes, it's a single player experience. Um, 
and I mention that for a reason because the other game I'm going to mention is multiplayer only. Um, but it is just like a really cool experience where the music is gorgeous and the things happening around you are just like very like someone would say like trippy but very just like <laughs> amazing there's one stage where it's in the woods and as you place your blocks you hear like crunching of snow and slowly like more snow will fall and then it will become like <laughs> magical things will appear so tetris wow. effect is a very cool game an added bonus you could just play it regular on your on on your system but it is also compatible with the PlayStation VR headset. Okay. So, which Amanda, oh. Amanda got me VR for, <laughs> for my birthday, like a headset and a yeah. couple of games. And so it's, you wouldn't think Tetris is that cool in like, in, in like virtual, virtual reality. reality. Like you're just looking at blocks fall, but it's just such like a visually uh, stunning experience of playing in VR. And you're just surrounded by uh, the cosmos or, or I don't know, like fire and, and ice and just like all kinds of, they have, I don't know, maybe a 20 different type of stages and themes with their own songs. There's one that's, it's like a cityscape. And as you place the blocks, it almost makes like this, uh, what's it like freestyle jazz kind of music that just kind of like <laughs> forms until usually when you hit a certain line number, like lines completed, like the stage changes and and become something different. It's like really cool. Um, I'll probably tweet out, because uh, it's kind of hard to describe the visual imagery. I'll tweet it out on our uh, Twitter account, at same team, y'all, if you guys are interested. In, and uh, uh, Tetris Effect is very cool. A second game, this just came out within the month, called Tetris 99. Have you heard of this? Who no. boy. So Tetris <laughs> 99, it is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. And it is a free download. So it's a completely free game. But you need to have subscription to Nintendo's online service to play it because it's multiplayer only. So it's free with a caveat. Nintendo's uh, online service is $20 a year. So it's not that much. And I bought it just for this game. I felt like it was worth it. Tetris 99, the bit is it's Tetris, right? Okay. But you're playing against 98 other people. So if you, and I'll tweet a picture out of this as well. <laughs> uh, basically picture you've got your big, you got your screen where your blocks are falling down. And then off to the sides of your two, the play window, off to the side, you see 98 other little screens also playing Tetris at the same time. So you're all playing. But what happens is as you complete your lines, you are now sending your blocks to someone else. So you're playing against, it's 99 people playing together. And as you, as the blocks fall down faster, and as you are completing lines faster and sending to other people... So when I say you're sending the blocks, like it makes more blocks. Like okay. it basically builds as you complete lines, those lines appear on someone else's screens at the bottom to push everything up. Oh. And you know how Tetris, if it reaches the top, you're out, right? So is this like a battle royale? It is essentially, yeah, if you're familiar with the term battle royale, <laughs> it's essentially a puzzle game battle royale, which wow. you versus 99 of the people. And then if I haven't said so already, the last one is the champion, winner, winner, <laughs> chicken dinner. And it is very cool. It is very intense. If you think you're good at Tetris, because we've all been playing Tetris, right? Step into the Tetris 99 <laughs> ring and it gets brutal. I will say that the highest I've gotten once, I think I got to like fifth. May, may, no, actually, I think the highest I got to like, because I got underneath the 10. Because once it gets to 10 people, or it speeds up like the blocks coming down at 50, 25, and then 10, the final 10. Uh, it gets really intense. And I got knocked out immediately. Um, but Amanda has completed it. Uh, like gotten number one 10 times. Whoa. I know. She's like a Tetris Very genius. impressive. So yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy, but it's a fun game. And what I like about it too is I like playing video games a lot, 
But Amanda's not really into them. But mm-hmm. she knows how to play Tetris. And it's a perfect game where I'll play until I'm knocked out. And then I'll hand it to her and she'll play until she's knocked out. We just pass it back that's and forth. That's fun. Yeah. And it's just like a really cool idea. A twist on a game that's been around 30 years. 35 yeah. years or so. You know. So uh, Tetris is back. And Tetris Effect. Tetris 99 is proof of Tetris coming back. Tetris. 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 Tetris <laughs> is a stuff that I'm loving, Miss Tetris. Miss <laughs> Tetris. Um, my next stuff that I'm loving is Rosie would like to tell you about stuff that she's loving. I'd like to imagine she's still like, don't ever touch my nose again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she has a, she has the stuffed fox that we got her. Oh. Um, we got it for her. She, <laughs> she destroys quick tangent about Rosie. She destroys stuffed animals like very fast. That's like, interesting. Um, she loves to, she loves to chew on them, but like they're, they're gone like within, if not the day, like a week. She's got this stuffed fox that has been hanging around for like over a month now. She was bringing it over to you. I thought she was going to show it to you, but then she decided to bark at us instead. So I don't know. Um, Can I guess your second stuff? (laughs) Sure. Is it a uh, something on Netflix? No. Is it a movie? No. Is it a form of entertainment? No, you're never going to guess. It is a form of entertainment. You're never going to guess it. (laughs) You're never going to guess it. It's a form of, is it a book? No. Form of, is it a type of music? It is. It's not a podcast. It's music. It's music. Uh, recent music. Um, probably. Okay, what is it? What's your? Okay. <laughs> Once we got to music, I was like, I'll never guess it. <laughs> this is a, this is kind of a weird stuff that I'm loving. But when I was thinking back on this Fortnite, and I was thinking, what did I really love this Fortnite? It was this thing, and this thing is it's a live stream on YouTube. Okay. And if you look up. Lo-fi hip hop radio. Yes. Did you look at this? I saw. Did you tweet it out? I tweeted it out for everybody because I was finding it so relaxing. I listen to that all the time. Have we not talked about this? No. I figured. (gasps) I thought you already knew about. I knew about it already. I thought you tweeted it out because we talked about it. No, we've never talked about this. I I come. This is what I do. I come home and I put it on my TV. Oh my And then I'm I'm hanging out with Freya. It's amazing. I love it. Yes. Okay. So for people who have not. This is so, has this happened before? I don't think so. Maybe with like, but not like a, this is like obscure. Like it's happened with movies Yeah, and stuff. this is extremely this obscure. Is, okay, explain for, it for our For listeners. people who have not experienced this, <laughs> if you go on YouTube and you, you, you use the search term lo-fi hip-hop radio, uh, a live stream pops up and it is by a, I guess it's like a music production company called Chill Hop. Yep. And it is, um, it's an animation of a little raccoon. And he's sitting in his little treehouse and he's listening to music and you can just listen to music with him. And he um, he's just in there. He's typing on a laptop. He's got a cup of tea. Um, outside of his window is whatever season it is in the year. Like, so in the fall, you'll see like leaves going past his window. And then right now it's winter. So that's, there's like a snow, snowy scene outside his window. And he's also decorated his room for whatever season it is. And he's just hanging out listening to music and you can listen to music with him, little chill hop raccoon. And I've been obsessed with this stream. It's now my like homepage when I bring up my computer so that he's always with me just hanging off to the side and I can like listen to music with there him. There is. I listen to that one. And then okay. there's another one. I, I brought it up here. Um, by, this is by, have you seen this one? Yes, with the study I've seen girl? that yeah. one too. It's called, if you search lo-fi hip hop radio beats to study, beats to relax slash study too. 
um, you'll find it. This one's by Chilled Cow, and this one has it's the same idea where it's an animation. This one's of a of study girl. She's studying, listening to music, and you're listening to her music. I didn't realize this is a thing on yeah, YouTube it's that awesome. there are these live streams, and they're just these subtle animations. Brett and I found another one of like a girl, and she's in bed, and she's got a cat, and she's like petting her cat. Yeah. Uh, there's like um, there's another one that I found. Uh, d- depending on what your opinion is of cannabis, there's one. It was like music to smoke to, and there's like a frog, and he's like smoking, and he's just like relaxing. <laughs> All joking aside, like there are plenty of um, things that I like to look at that are like watch this when you get high. Like yeah. this really weird, and they're usually like like I don't know close ups of trees and stuff like that or or whatever. But um, that is so cool. Yeah, I figured you tweeted that out because I was getting into it and I thought we had talked about it. No, we've never discussed this. I We just, Brett and I found it one day and then I, I became obsessed with this little raccoon and this music that he listens to and it's just very relaxing to just have it on in the background and I love it. And the chill hop raccoon, <laughs> lo-fi hip hop radio, chill slash study beats live stream is the stuff i was loving this past fortnight if i'm being totally honest it was one of the things i was loving the most it's amazing though right (laughs) yes i i put it on when i'm at work yes i put one ear in and it helps me just kind of keep things going yeah it's really good um you know sometimes uh you know people have different opinions about music while they're working Mm -hmm. uh uh it's i find this kind of music to be uh just really good background like i'm not distracted by it yeah. i can listen to it while i'm also doing other things <gasps> rosie likes it too Did, yeah. has rosie listened to it yeah. yeah yeah rosie's listened to it yeah rosie normally doesn't like animals see she's telling us right now she's like i normally don't like animals on screens um, because I'm worried that they're in my house and I'm very protective of my space. But I think the raccoon doesn't move enough that yeah. she realizes it's a raccoon. We so. just kind of like nods a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very I, nice. Love it. Uh, just at date of recording, two days ago, three days ago, it was International Women's Day. It was indeed. Happy Women's Day. Oh, to gee, thanks. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> and to all the women yeah, out in the world. Happy to happy Women's Day to everyone. And I can't think of a better way to celebrate Women's Day. Do you know where I'm going with this? Did you go see a particular you, you movie? You know this already. <laughs> I can't think of a better way. Well, maybe there are better ways Whoa. to celebrate Women's Day. Um, actually, bigger, better ways. But that's more than just one person. Uh uh, is uh, I went to see a movie called Captain Marvel. Have you heard of this movie? <laughs> I've heard of yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, um, I also, well... Background for any of our our new listeners. Hey, new listeners, welcome to the show. Uh, legacy listeners will know that Captain Marvel is my favorite superhero and that I've been looking forward to a movie about her coming out. Is it like favorite of all years. time? Yeah. 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 Like Twin Peaks is your favorite TV show. Yeah. I would say I have loved Captain Marvel with the same tenacity that yeah. I love Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so I, I also so two movies. Uh, I saw Captain Marvel, and then yesterday I saw um, Alita: Battle Angel with oh, my yeah, mom. Oh yeah, I've heard yeah. that's Which really good. Involves a cyborg woman, but she is a young lady, yes, she you know. Is. So I thought that worked, and I enjoyed both movies. What a double feature for International I, Women's I know. Day! Well, I was just I wanted to celebrate, yeah. you know. And <laughs> I, I tell you, so Captain Marvel. I've talked to a couple people who 
leading up to Captain Marvel, we're like, I don't really know a lot about this hero. True, right? Yeah. You know? She's um, not as maybe well known. Not as well known, I don't think. But I think that's kind of a good thing because I don't think a lot of people knew about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy either. That is true. Right? So you kind of go in without, I went in without any extra expectations or baggage. Like, if you go in to see Superman, everyone has their idea of, like, who Superman should yeah. be, right? You know, so we went into, I saw this movie with Amanda, and I gotta admit, I gotta tell you that Amanda was not that excited. Something about the trailers just wasn't driving with her, mm-hmm. and she was, she was like, I'll see this with you because it's a Marvel movie, yeah. right? And it's a Captain Marvel movie. Um, but we saw the movie, and I know, I am flabbergasted, I am astounded I am shocked beyond belief that you have not seen it yet. <laughs> I know. Right? I assumed we would be talking about it today. <laughs> and maybe when you do watch it, we'll do a longer talk about that it. Because I got a lot of things I like to say about this movie um, that I can't say today without giving right. things away. I'm so sorry. But I, w- I will just say that it is it is a very good movie. I very much enjoyed it. Did Amanda like it? Amanda. Oh, yeah. That's a big question, right? Yeah. Amanda at the end said, I really enjoyed that movie. Cool. You know, I think it's tough because like people... The, I think the way our minds work and the way the internet works now is like, okay, I liked it, but would you like more, right? You know, uh, I'm and I not think comparing Amanda, it to other things. Yeah, biggest, most obvious thing to compare it to is Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah, yeah just because it's the other company yeah. and all that. Um, and I think Amanda enjoyed Wonder Woman more, but I think they're just two different movies. And when we get to have that conversation, I love that that conversation with you because I think we both enjoyed Wonder Woman, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd love to know what you think of this this Captain Marvel movie, but um, uh, I think it's very good. And then Alita: Battle Angel, very fun movie, uh, a lot of fun. They put. I'm often amazed that when people, when sometimes people think of movies and they are offering their opinions and reviews, they forget to acknowledge the time. An effort that went into making those movies. Yeah. And not just the, I think the most obvious thing is like plot and story, but just it's easy to people say, well, that's all just CG. So they just hit a button and it became a city. No, that's years of work. Mm-hmm. And Alita, at the very least, I think it's a pretty good movie as far as the story and the character development and everything, but really it's just an astounding, gorgeous movie to behold. Like visually you know? stimulating. And they, I think they've really reached the point where, like Alita, I think the whole character is CG the whole time. And I, I forgot, like, all the time. I know that there is an actress portraying her, and I think what they did is they, they put the dots all over her yeah. like they do. That's a CG so, trick. Yeah. yeah. So she, she did give a performance, well, um, but a lot of it is animated also. Well, like, her arms aren't real, mm-hmm. you know? Like, her whole body isn't. So maybe it's, like, it's maybe they CG put in her arms and, like, her face... I don't know how it works, but, like, we had a... Because, like, Jar Jar, I mean, not to say it's a CG character means there was no performance, because even, like, Jar Jar Binks, someone was performing that, right? right? Or, um, um, since you bring up Star Wars, uh, K2SO, there was an actor on set who was giving a performance. You don't see him in the movie. You see an animated robot. Or uh, we had this conversation many, many podcasts ago about um, Dan Stevens and Beauty and the yeah, Beast. Yeah. And he was actually performing as the Beast, but you don't see him at all in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But even if you have them, like, they're there performing, like, making that 
a person is holding the hand of a hand that doesn't mm-hmm. exist, right? Or you know? Andy Circus, for instance, yeah. and like yeah. pretty much every movie he does. <laughs> yeah, except for well, it was him. He he was for real in um, Black Panther. Black Panther. He was good in that. Claw. Yeah. Uh, he was so weird in that movie. <laughs> he was so good. Oh that my was god. So weird and so good. Um, but anyway, watching uh, two awesome movies. Oh, actually, watching two amazing movies featuring f- fantastic female heroines. With two amazing female heroines, my mom for Alita, Aww. and then my wife for Captain Marvel, is the stuff that I'm loving. That sounds so, like an excellent Women's Day celebration. Super Women's Day. I am flabbergasted you haven't seen Captain I, Marvel. You know what? I figured, because we saw it Thursday night, like when it came out. Let's address it. <sighs> Do we want to? Let's address it. Yeah, you can tell me what's going on. I'll tell you. First of all, as I stated, I have not been feeling good this past fortnight. I had a cold and a throbbing migraine. And um, also, like I said, I was very preoccupied with getting everything ready that I need to get ready for this trip. The adventure. Yes. The big adventure that is occurring. But in addition to that, we'll address it. There has been a lot of controversy surrounding the Captain Marvel movie. And the controversy appears to me to be twofold. Um, There is a camp of people, and sometimes there are people who are in both of these camps. Um, There's a camp of people who don't enjoy the actress Brie Larson. And some of the comments that she has made they are offended by because they feel that she has made racist and sexist comments. Brie Larson, like in real life. Brie Larson, okay. the actress. I'm actually glad we're talking about this because as you know, and listeners may or may not know that I don't follow any uh, things on social media except for when we tweet stuff out for yes. our for our cast. Yeah. Um, purposely so because I want to just enjoy a thing without the extra experience of what the extra stuff yeah. is. The the made up story yeah. about it. Right. Yes. Yeah. This is the made up story yeah. about it. So Tell me the made up story. There's uh there's a camp of people who don't like her as a person because they feel that she has made racist and sexist comments that they are offended by. Um and there's also people who don't enjoy her performance as an actress. She has um kind of uh laid back performances in her movies, very natural performances in her movies. Not a whole lot of um I don't know. Like, she's not a very animated person. Like, she doesn't smile a lot. And there are some people who just don't like that. And those people are entitled to their opinions. There's also a camp of people who aren't excited for this character because, one, they don't know who she is. <laughs> Even though she's been a part of the Marvel Universe for a really long time. If you read the comics. And, and yeah, yeah, and I've been reading her comment, comics since about 2012. And that's like... That's, like, where I really started to get into the character. So I've been a big fan of this character for many years now. Um, but there's a lot of people who have no idea who she is. And it, particularly if you're a person who does not read comics and you just like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you might be thinking to yourself, the people in these camp, in this camp are certainly thinking to themselves, well, I don't care about her I really like the characters you've already given me, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, who have all of these movies already where we've gotten to know their personal struggles and we feel really invested in them. And those are the people that we want to see fight Thanos in this next movie. And you're here to tell me that this 
person that I've never heard of is actually the really the most powerful person in the universe. And I don't understand why you didn't give me a movie about her, I don't know, three or four years ago so I could start to get to know her instead of just shoehorning her in before Infinity Endgame, which is next month. So there's a camp of people who are like, I really just don't care about this girl. Like, you're trying to make me care about this character, but you already made me care about a bunch of characters that are in jeopardy right now in this Infinity War saga, and I would much rather see them save the day than this lady that I don't know. Whether she's a lady or a man, it's just a new character that you're just throwing into my into my universe that I was happy with already without her. You already have some really great ladies in this universe, and I don't know why you didn't make a movie about one of them. So those are two camps. It's a twofold controversy. That's, I'm glad you explained that because I was trying to figure out like what That's could it the be. controversy. It's it's interesting because to me I would think um to me I would think like as far as like introducing a new character, I mean, you could have said the same thing about when they brought up the Guardians, you know? I will say, and now, and I may be biased because I, like I said, I already like this character. I was looking forward to a movie with her. I agree they should have made a movie about her many years ago. But um, uh, narratively, I feel like it works to introduce a new character because spoilers for Infinity War. I'm sure you saw that movie, everybody. And if you didn't, you can turn off our podcast for the next couple minutes that we're talking about it. But in the movie Infinity War, we see all these characters that we know and love, and they were not able to stop Thanos. They tried their very hardest, and they could not do it. And they are very powerful people. And so narratively, it works to me that you would need to introduce an outsider in order to make it work. Because if these people could not make it work, we need some more help. So narratively, it makes sense to me that they would, if indeed, I have not seen the movie. So if indeed they are trying to shoehorn a character in that will become critical to the Infinity Endgame movie, to me, as as a person who reads a lot and watches a lot of, consumes a lot of media and has consumed a lot of narratives, I feel like that doesn't... That doesn't seem unreasonable to me that you would need to introduce a new character. So to to, to me, and I may be very biased because I already like the character, that doesn't, that doesn't seem to be a concern to me. But it is a concern to a lot of people who are, as I, as I stated, entitled to their opinions. Yeah, I think that um, having seen the movie, I think that Marvel's actually pretty... Marvel Studios is really smart about the arrangement of their movies. Because mm-hmm. to me, I think... And I, I guess if people are really like, I think if you're passionate about something, which is always a, it's good to be passionate, but sometimes you can be a little too close to it, you, you know? Can. And it's funny to think that like when I, when we were kids, we didn't have Thor movies and right. Iron Man movies. Like I think about the fact that if Freya is going to grow up in a world where there's a Justice League movie and <laughs> four Avengers movies, yeah. you know, that didn't exist at all. And then to say at least for to, <laughs> to say something like, "Well, I wish I just had more of Captain Marvel," or I, "I wish I had more of Thor," and "I wish I had more of this." We've already had more Thor movies than I ever imagined we would ever have, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but to get back to like Marvel being clever, I think because we had we had Avengers: um, Infinity War, which ended as it did and had a major cliffhanger, right? Yes. Which I I think is a brilliant move. I'm a big fan of it's time to wait we gotta wait marvel's got a plan 
and we're 10 years into this this kind of idea and to be honest they've they've earned my trust so i'm like okay i'm interested to sit around and wait so the next movie is ant-man and the wasp which did you see that yes i did yeah which i really enjoyed which takes place kind of like before uh right at the very end it happens before um you know 50 percent of all living beings are dead right right right. you know (laughs) and so it's kind of a nice palate cleanser I think it's I think Ant-Man and the Wasp is one of the more kind of like funny movies and more heartwarming movies about family, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing them in and then the the post excuse me, the post credits reminds us, ooh, Infinity War happened, right? Right. This is hanging out there. And then the next movie after that's Captain Marvel. Right. Which I actually think is a brilliant move. And like I said, I didn't know uh, I mean, I probably knew more about Captain Marvel than like Amanda, because I had read some of the comics right. that you suggested to and me. And I think um, I think some people who didn't know anything about her knew of her from the end credit scene in Infinity War. With the um, pager. Yeah, where yeah. Nick Fury is like, oh my goodness, everything is going down. I better page someone who yeah. can help. And he pages her. Yeah, and so without getting like into any of the specifics of the movie, I think the movie is actually kind of brilliant because... On one hand, we're introduced to a new character. And I, I would just real quick side note is when people use the word shoehorn, that's a loaded word, right? Right. Shoehorn's another word for introduce, but when you use the word shoehorn, that means they're inducing someone in a way you don't like right. or that you don't like that. Right. So, um, and the way you don't like is as a movie, you know, which yeah. characters are introduced in movies all the time. But what's kind of smart about this is since this movie, not a spoiler because it's revealed in the trailers, is a, since a large majority of it takes place during the 90s yeah most of it it is um really kind of like if endgame is the next movie after this and endgame will end a lot of characters it'll end us. the game i think it the game is ended <laughs> it's going to change I think, the game i think it will well pr- quick prediction about endgame i think some characters will come back so if your favorite character Turn to Ash. I think they're coming back, guys. Some of them are. Um, But I think some of the ones we love, maybe some of the ones that people wish had a movie instead of Captain Marvel, I think they're going to go. Some of them. But if Endgame, like, will change everything, I think having Captain Marvel before it is so smart because it takes place before, with the exception of Captain Captain America, the first Avenger, takes place before all of our Mm -hmm. other movies. Yeah. And there are... Um, and this probably shouldn't be too much of a surprise. There are enough kind of moments in it that kind of lead towards almost like the origins of what what those characters are going to be. And and since since Nick Fury's in this movie, like we see Nick we see Nick Fury before he's like Nick Fury with right. an eye patch yeah. and a shaved head and the Nick Fury director of Shield. And in many ways, it's really smart to right before your movie that's the end game of these characters we love, introducing kind of this story of how in a way how they came to be and how that framework came together and i thought that was really really clever you know i hope i'm speaking vague enough that i'm not yeah. giving anything away yeah no, I... and so i understand so so all of this to say is because of all the stuff going on you've chosen not to find all, the time to watch it. all of this is it's only say, been out three days so it's not yeah. like i just figured you know seven o'clock on is, thursday you yeah be i know there. i know right because she's my favorite superhero of course i'm excited for her movie of course i'm gonna see it and i'm gonna see it in a theater and i'm gonna see it with my friend amy who i've seen pretty much all the marvel movies with so far that's nice and um but the reason i wasn't rushing to the theater is one i wasn't feeling great this week um two i'm very preoccupied for something that's going on in my real life yeah (laughs) and then three i will say 
you know, all of that noise, all of the controversy, mm. that's just what it is. It's noise. Exactly. But I will say it did put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth to the point where I was like, well, maybe I don't need to rush and see it. And uh, to, to, to reclaim the word shoehorn, to shoehorn it into my... Um, preoccupation uh and my sickness well I, maybe i don't need to also add into this the pressure of i need to see this movie before before i go and after i start to feel better yeah so. no and, and on top of that you've got a really busy week right yeah yeah, yeah I, so what i was thinking was like boy captain marvel and hawaii in like the same <laughs> like time period like the same fortnight essentially and i was like Oh my goodness. But I know exactly where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, you know? so I presume that probably the next time you and I talk yeah. to each other, Hawaii will probably be a stuff I'm loving yeah. and probably Captain Marvel will be a I, stuff I'm loving. I mean, I don't know. Unless you see things that I don't see in that movie. Because I walked out and I, I as a rule now, uh, fair listeners and fair uh, testress, <laughs> I, I don't read reviews anymore. I used to, if I enjoyed something, uh, I re- if I really enjoyed something, I would look at reviews after the fact and be like, I want to relive me enjoying it through someone else enjoying yeah. it, right? I will say there are negative reviews of this movie from reputable sources, not just from people, yeah. so you know, so-called trolls on the internet. There are lots of people who thought this movie was weaker than, you know, again, comparing, yeah. weaker than a Wonder Woman or even another Marvel movie. But at the end of the day, it's just a movie, and I am still excited to see when it. When you seek to compare, you seek to fail, right? That's there will true. always be something better. You so, know what? Shakespeare said that comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, it's entirely true because what happens if you've enjoyed something, then a lot of people are like, well, did you like it more than this? The fact if you liked it more or less than something else doesn't make the fact that you enjoyed that less. Right. And so everyone has their, when they're making reviews or whatever, they have different things that you look at, right? Yeah. Some look more at acting, some look more at this, some may be influenced by this greater story going on behind the scenes um some may look at it and be like well this was a fantastic movie but it will never beat terminator 2 as the best movie of all time so it automatically loses a few points which is fine um but i have to tell you i if we had talked about this movie today I think your palate would have been cleansed entirely, <laughs> is what I would say. Well, if I, I will look forward to that palate cleanser yeah, upon my return. Yeah, upon your return to, to Hawaii. the uh, uh, the continental states. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very nice. <laughs> Tess, do you have any tales from the library? Tales from the library. Tales from the library. Read some books. Read some books. We also have online resources. <laughs> I do have a tale. Yeah, for well, that's good. Thanks for filling me in about the whole thing. And I would argue, too, is like how you were telling us about the controversy and all that. Yeah. I feel like. Everything has a controversy now. Yeah. And I, I think <laughs> pretty darn do. close to it, you know, pretty <laughs> darn close. And at the end of the day, controversy is just a big word for people disagreeing. People disagreeing is just another word for a lot of people having opinions. And everyone has one and they're all 100% equal. If you lined up everyone's opinions on the floor, it'd just be flat, flat on the floor like a bunch of pennies lined up, you know. And if you stack <laughs> a bunch right. of pennies on one end over here, you stack a bunch of pennies over here, it doesn't matter. They're it's all still equal. just a bunch equal. of stacks of pennies. They're like just it. a bunch of stacks of pennies, what yeah. I'm saying, you know. It's literally two cents. Everyone has their two cents. <laughs> What's your tale, Miss Tess? Oh, this tale. 
This is going to be a palate cleanser for you. Oh. You're going to love this oh. tale, Eric. I don't want to hype it too I can much. go but with a cleanse palette right about amazing. now. It's amazing. All right. I have, this is an update on a previous tale that I've told. Do you remember when I spoke about a young man who came to my patriotic preschool explorers program yes i do remember there was a young man named cameron and he i did a program where i uh it was just a little patriotic program for little guys and because i think i did it around fourth of july so we made like uncle sam hats and we did a parade in the library and we we uh waved red white and blue streamers it was very cute Um, But part of the program was we held a mock election um, because we were talking about how you vote for the president and you go behind a curtain. So we held up a curtain so the kids could vote like secret ballot. And uh, the selection that we had were uh, a selection of historical presidents. So we had George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. I think Theodore Roosevelt, and I think I picked Taft. I think he was our fourth one. And George Washington won the mock election, and it was really cute. The Congratulations, kids, George! You know, G Dubs, you you won it again. You're you're the best, and um, the kids really liked it. It was fun, but apparently Cameron really, really, really liked this program, and it sparked an interest in him in history, uh, particularly presidents, particularly George Washington. And his mother has come into the library before to tell me, and I believe this was a previous tale from the library for me. She's come in to tell me that this program you did, like, changed my kid's life because now his whole bedroom is decorated in pictures of presidents in the White House. He... He asked for a president's themed birthday party. You know, so nice. kids have birthday parties. They say, oh, I want a Paw Patrol birthday party. I want a Spider-Man birthday party. This kid wanted a president's birthday party. And she was like, and everyone thought I was crazy. They came and they were like presidents hanging from the ceilings. <laughs> and we had... Our son just loves presidents. And That's his great. favorite is George Washington. Update. That's a good one to have a favorite of. Yeah. Uh, George Washington's my favorite president Favorite as well. of all time. Yeah, coincidentally. Um, update on this story. He became George Washington. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay? You're joking, but he did. He, he came to the library. So we got a phone call at the library, and the, all the phone call was very mysterious. All the phone call was, is Miss Tess at the library today? <laughs> okay. And somebody said, yes, Miss Tess is at the library today, and then <laughs> hang up. Ooh. And was that Secret Surface I called? Okay, it was creepy. They were like, uh, I said, did, did they want to talk to me? And she was like, no, they just want to know if you were here. And I was like, well, that's kind of creepy. I don't like that. And they're like, ooh, why do you think they want to know if you were here? Maybe it was because they like your story time. I'm like, I don't know, but I didn't or like they it. they like your head. Yeah, exactly. I didn't like it. I was like, ooh, I don't really yeah, want to. I understand. Yeah. But I shouldn't have been worried. It was it was Cameron and his mom. And the reason they called is to, to make sure that I was there because I guess they had come the previous day and I wasn't there. Mm. They had come to deliver cupcakes for George Washington's birthday. Because it was nice. George Washington's birthday during this past fortnight. It was President's Day and it was George Washington's birthday. And apparently Cameron had had a little birthday party for George Washington. He would have been 287, I believe. And so he had, he had cupcakes for him and he wanted to share them with me. So they brought in the cupcakes and Cameron was dressed as George Washington. He had a full like colonial getup, like his like military costume with the with the wig and the tricorner hat. He was carrying a little George Washington 
sword. Oh my goodness. He had a little stuffed George Washington doll, which was adorable. Just like the one George Washington used to walk around holding <laughs> at all times. <laughs> and he had a book with him that he had written about George Washington. It was like a blank picture book. He wrote a book? book? Yes, it was like a blank picture book that his mom had gotten him. And he had written George facts about George Washington. George Washington was our first president. George Washington did not have wooden teeth. Yeah. George, the Washington Monument is a tribute to George Washington. All these facts about George Washington um, with illustrations that he had also done. You changed this boy's life. And the mom told me, she was like, I'm homeschooling him. Now, I've decided to homeschool him because uh, I really want to nurture this interest that sh- that he has. She's like, I, you know, I'm telling you, you might not believe me, but this kid talks about presidents like all day and all night and he quizzes me and he just loves it and she's like and i found that if i homeschool him we can go to historic sites in the in the region we live in a region with a lot of historic sites to include mount vernon the um the home of george washington and she said very recently they had visited george washington's birthplace in fredericksburg virginia and he had met a george washington impersonator who was very in character like i guess he had his doll with him and he was like what is this a voodoo doll (laughs) it's very cute and and Cameron was excited beyond belief to meet this impersonator. Like, she said he's genuinely excited to go to these historic sites and to learn about the presidents. And so, like, literally the library changed this kid's life. Like, it's not even just that he's interested in this stuff, but now his mom has, like, I'm going to homeschool him so, so he that was in specifically. Public, was he in public school before? Yeah, he was. She pulled him out <laughs> so that they can travel the region and learn more about George Washington. And I I was so pleased to hear this. I had a really long conversation with Cameron about the presidents when he came to visit, dressed as George Washington. We talked a lot about how... It must have been uncomfortable for George Washington to wear a wig all the time, or or his dentures must have been very uncomfortable, and I recommended a few other sites in the area that they might want to visit. Must have been uncomfortable being tall and hot all the time. Yeah, Yeah. I know, and a good dancer. She said that he wants to take dance classes because George Washington was a good dancer. He wants to take horseback riding lessons because George loved horses. This kid is, like, embodying George Washington. What's the future? Like... I don't I th- know. The well, easy joke is president, but I'm thinking like presidential historian. I or? think so. Yeah. And it was funny because one of my coworkers said, oh, you should maybe one day you'll write a book about George Washington. And I said, he's already written yeah. a book about George Washington. And they were like, huh, maybe one day you'll have a published book about George Washington. I'm like, I feel like that's this kid's future. Like he's going to he be now? a historian. He is six years old now. And it was just such a heartwarming moment. I absolutely, like, just, it it was the highlight of my week, my month, maybe my year. (laughs) Tess, we've talked about this for a long time. George Washington's your favorite president, right? Indeed, yes. You've never been to Mount Vernon. No, I have not. We've talked about... We're going to do a live cast from there. We've been talking about it literally for 45 <laughs> for like episodes. One day we're going to do a live cast from Mount Vernon. Yeah, we are. And it would be fun if we did a live cast slash like if we had any listeners in the area that want to do a meetup. That'd be kind of cool. That might be cool. And then we should do an escape room too uh, in Alexandria. Have okay. we ever done an escape room? <laughs> no, I've never oh, done it. Oh boy, those do are... Do they have like a George Washington themed one? I don't 
think so. Uh, but that would be I'm cool just if thinking we could find one. I'm just thinking escape rooms are fun to do with groups of people, you know, <laughs> and eat some sweet tacos somewhere. But yeah, one day we will. But you you changed this kid's life. Yeah. He's becoming George Washington. He is. Now how would you feel if like later like he just doesn't respond to Cameron anymore? <laughs> And he like just he's, becomes he literally becomes him, and then it's like then he became basically is like a Batman villain <laughs> that is always stealing things and like ah someone stole Washington's teeth I know who it was it was George Washington Cameron Washington or whatever he's like, you'll never stop me Batman I mean hopefully he doesn't go down that dark path but I hope um, not that's amazing <laughs> yeah it really was amazing. What's your tale? Uh, my tale uh, <laughs> also involves a young child, because we we are both children's librarians. Yes. Uh, mine's not as life-changing as, as yours, uh, but it does involve a, a kid doing something... Amazing? <laughs> sure, amazing is the word I would use. <laughs> uh, at the end of our story times, we always uh, hand out um, uh, sheets of paper that have books on that topic about the story time yes. and songs about the topic. So if it's about uh, story times about dogs, we hand out sheets that on one side has stuff that parents can use. So more books about dogs, more songs about dogs, uh, early reading tip that, you know, if they need a, a good tip to use uh, about reading with their kiddo, it's there. And then the yeah. other side to sweeten the pot is an activity for the kid. Like yeah, a coloring, like a coloring sheet, sheet or, something. or uh, connect the dots or whatever. And there's this young girl <laughs> who walked up with me with her mom uh, to get a sheet, because usually I'll drop down on one knee and I'll say, hey, if anyone wants a coloring sheet, you can get one for me or whoever I'm with, the other librarian. And I, I hand them out. And this girl walks up with her mom and she does this really weird thing. I think she's maybe four, where she, and this is going to be terrible for audio uh, uh, listeners. <laughs> Are you going to demonstrate she, it? Yeah, I'm going to demonstrate it. But she reaches for the be- uh, for the paper, but as I hand the paper out to put it into her hand, her hand jerks back real fast and she's like, like stumbles backwards, like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, you <laughs> fell. She goes, oh, I fell. I said, okay. So then I hand it <laughs> to her again. She reaches. She goes, <laughs> she like falls over again. And her, and her mom tells me she so does. So this girl is a physical comedian. She, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the mom goes, she does this like all the time. So she's like down on she's like her like, knees now. And she's like, here, I'll get it this time. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'll get it. This. The little girl goes, I'll get it. I'm better now. I'll get it this time. So I hand the sheet to her and she goes, <laughs> she's like falling down everywhere. She's doing like a whole Steve she's, Martin routine. Thank you. Which by the way, very like next level oh, comedy man. for a young girl wow later um story times cleaning uh wrapping up or cleaning up all, all of our stuff we're putting them away and i see this little girl running and she falls down in the hallway with her mom not a like a <laughs> <laughs> not one of those no i think it was a real fall because oh, yeah. i heard like a thump so you it know wasn't a Pratt fall i don't think it, i think it was a real i hadn't even thought of that that like i should have been like uh-uh <laughs> you're not getting me this time girl you're not getting me this time um but she falls um down Funny thing is she falls down and her pants are around her ankles or butts up in the air in the middle of this hallway. Okay. And I go, uh, mom, her, <laughs> her butt's do, out. do you see this over here? She's like, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, they leave. Kind of what this little girl has a habit of because they're learning potty training, right? Okay. Very. It's, a, it's an important lesson. Very important, important lesson. life lesson. Apparently, though, she's doing very good. Big part of 
going potty, and Tess, you probably know this. <laughs> Listeners, do you know this? Do you know this? Is listening to your body, right? Recognizing mm. when you have to when go potty. To go, like, yeah. we know as adults, like, oh, right. I feel it. But if you're a kid, you might not recognize it. Or okay. n- might not even know what that feeling is, right? Yeah. So, but when this young girl feels it. She takes her pants. She pulls her pants down to her ankles and then runs to the bathroom. Ah, aha. Instead of the, the <laughs> instead other, of instead of running the to the bathroom way. and pulling them down yeah. and then sitting on the potty and that is how she ended up face down, <laughs> butt up in the air and uh, I don't know what to think about this girl. She's Man, very funny though. You never know what your day at the library <sighs> is going to be like. So funny. <laughs> Apparently though, very successful potty. The mom told me Good. when they came out, she said it was the first time that she felt Went and then went on the potty as well in a public wow. in a public place, which is really big. So I mean, really, you know, you gotta look at a kid. You changed her life too. <laughs> I did. <laughs> the I mean, library. I don't know what I did to but help. A pivotal part of her life. She, that was she had her first successful. Cracking potty. me up though on me trying to hand that stupid piece oh of paper to her though. She's really oh I fell oh. over and I was like oh what because there's a lot of kids everywhere. I said, oh do you fall over Are you okay yeah I'm okay. <laughs> 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 That's my tale. Oh, that's great. That's my tale. Do you have a lesson, Miss Tess? I do. Okay. Did you learn a life lesson this week? I did. That's great. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What is your life what is your life lesson? Can I tell you, I've been meaning, this is episode 45. <laughs> yes. I've been thinking, maybe when we get to 50, all new music, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for I that. Mean, our songs are good, right? They're yeah. really nice, but I mean. We could change it up. Let's consider, let's consider once we get to 50, like that's season two of Same Team, y'all. I like you know? that. Sort of reminds yeah. me, though, um, Welcome to Night Vale is a uh, podcast that you and I both enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, they change up their theme music. It's still the th- same music, but they do like a little bit of a remix. Yeah. Probably every 50 episodes or so. Yeah. And it's always um, like a big deal when it happens. Like in the fan community, people are like, <gasps> did you hear the new music? I don't know how I feel about it. I like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so I wonder if we'll get some uh, some uh, fan response to the new music. Maybe. If I we mean- start we start preparing po- people now. People prepare yourself for possibly new music. You think people will really be upset? Like, are they that married to? No, our songs are pretty They're, catchy. You know what, Tess? There might be controversy about it. <laughs> I mean, really? Probably not our cast, right? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> anyway. Are you ready for my life lesson? I've mentally prepared myself okay, for it. Okay, good. Good. Change is hard. Change is hard. It, it can is. be. Um, change is decay. Yeah. <laughs> or decay is change. As we started yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. podcast off with. Um, so my life lesson this um, this fortnight is um, I was exposed to a person who triggers me. And um, this is my hole that I know. Yes. that I This is the hole that I, I know that it's there, but I fall in it anyway. This person triggers me, and um, we all have them. Yeah, and um, I was uh, I was speaking to my beloved husband about this person who triggers me and another person who triggers me, and I was saying with this other person. So we have person A who really triggers me. They're my hole that I always fall in, and then there's person B who triggers me, but I have sympathy for them. I 
I actively think kind thoughts towards this person. I'm really trying to work on the facts that they trigger me. And I think a lot about their behavior and why I react to it a certain way. And maybe even ways that I could help this person in the future. Or maybe not me, but like someone could help this person in the future. Like ways that I hope that their life will get better so that we can have a better relationship. And I was talking to my beloved husband, Brett, about person B. And how, you know, I've been thinking a lot about them and I really hope that this changes for them and then, you know, it'll, it'll make this better. And he said to me, why do you have these kind, sympathetic thoughts about person B, but when it comes to person A, Mm. you, you, no quarter, like I am, I'm a pit bull on person A. And he was like, why are you so judgmental of person A? And I, it. It was kind of like an epiphany moment for me. I was like, why is it? And so I started to really think about it. And I was like, person A is the bad guy. Yeah. They're the bad guy. And you're the hero in this story. And he was like, why don't you think about why person A is like that? And I thought about it and I realized, like, for every bad guy that there is, there was probably a bad guy who made that mm-hmm. person a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I say, that guy's, that, he's the bad guy. That person A is the bad guy. I have to realize that there was a bad guy before person mm-hmm. A. And they were the bad guy. And person A is only a bad guy in response to that bad guy. And so when I say they're the bad guy, they're really not the bad guy. There was another bad guy. And there was probably a bad guy before that and a bad guy before that. And when I do that, when I just point to that person and say, well, they're bad, I'm not letting that person be a person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just pointing to them and saying they're the enemy, enemy, interloper, as they say in Night Vale. Yeah. Like that is, I, I don't want to have sympathy for that person because they're bad, but I'm not thinking about they're bad for a reason. Like They didn't just, like, decide one day, I'm just going to be, like, a little less and, and just be, like, a really unsympathetic person that no one can think kind thoughts about. Like, that was, like, a whole life that they had before I met them and that they are continuing to live that I wasn't taking into account. And it was a big life lesson that I learned this past fortnight wow. that I think probably a lot of our listeners can relate to. Well, we all have someone in our life, whether it's at work or a family member, right? Mm-hmm. That immediately, it's almost like it's almost like you become a different person around them. Yeah, the way you react to yes. them and the way you react when they're around, you are, would never act that way around someone else. That's you know? true. Yeah. That's true. Like I said, I, I'm the pit bull yeah. when I'm around this person. Like, because they're, because I perceive them to be bad, I become a bad yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Because I am not being kind. I am not being sympathetic. Mm-hmm. I am not being open-minded. I'm just like, they're bad, so I'm going to be bad. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to be defensive because I, I'm i not even going to give them the time of day. And I really need to work on that. It's tough. And, it, it, and the, you know, I don't have to work on it. Like, I could, I could continue to be the pit bull. I could continue to just say that they're bad and point fingers at that person. But that's not doing me any favors. Like, um, Carrie Fisher wrote in her uh, memoir... 
uh, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person yeah. will die. <laughs> That's basically what I'm doing when I'm with this person is like I am having all of these awful feelings and really what I want is for this other person to have awful feelings. But when I really sit and think about that, I don't really want anybody else to have a bad life. Like, that would make me such a bad person. Well, and also all it does is, like, your thoughts and your feelings affect you and the people around you. Yeah. Right? Not this other person, you know? Yeah. And I can be... um I could be real ignorant and say that they don't know that I don't like them, but I'm sure that they do. And I'm sure that that deep down somewhere probably troubles them. Yeah. Like it probably does not, as much as I don't like to be around this other person, that person probably knows that and probably doesn't want to be around me either. Well, because then they don't, it's like a cycle, right? Exactly. It's a vicious cycle. A cycle cycle of suffering. And, and I could be in it if I want to, like if I, if I want to just be like, no, this is justice. The justice is that you were bad. And so now you get, now you get to sit in your consequence of being bad. And that is that I don't like you. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is like me not liking you really that big of a deal? No. And honestly, it's just causing me to have lots of bad feelings. And so that's the life lesson I learned this fortnight. And I would just put it out there for our listeners to really think about people in your life and it could be anyone honestly it could be it could be like you said a coworker who triggers you it could be a family member that triggers you it could be a person that you see on television or twitter I'm on a regular sure basis that those exist who yeah. who who triggers you really sit and think about one are they really the bad guy or was there another bad guy before them and another bad guy before them? And can you really place the blame on them? Really? If you were really to search your heart of hearts, can you really do that? Because on the surface, yeah, yeah, they're bad. So I'm going to be bad. But if you really search your heart, heart of hearts, is it number two? Is it serving you to, to harbor these bad feelings about whoever is the quote unquote bad guy in your life, whether it be a coworker or a family member, or like I said, a person on Twitter or a person on TV who triggers you. Just really sit sit with those feelings. They're unpleasant feelings. It's not gonna make you feel good to realize that you aren't being your kindest best self, but it's the whole that you need to know about. I love that you picked that that poem because it works so perfectly for my life Mm. lesson. It's the hole that you need to be aware of so that you can step around it to go to a new road. And that's my life lesson. Very nice life lesson, Miss Tess. I'm going to give you some snaps for that. Wow. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, really. Thank you. It was very cathartic to talk about it on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, we're all just products of our upbringing and and our environment, right? Mm -hmm. And now our environment also includes... Uh, Twitter and social media, yeah. right? you know, you know, yeah. and, and we keep changing it as, as we get older. But I mean, I think it can be very difficult to sit with those feelings because what you end up realizing is that when you realize that that other person isn't just bad or they deserve this or that, then you realize that what you've been doing is causing harm, right? Yeah. Either to yourself or to someone else. And that may not feel good. So it's probably easier for most people, most people, or it's, it's certainly an easier option 
um, not just for most people, but for everyone, to just stay in that hole. To pretend, and say, to pretend the hole doesn't exist. It's not my fault. And get stuck in it's it. It's not my fault. This None of yeah. this is my fault. But if you sit in it and you realize, yeah, you know, we, we have a big part in it, you know. Ultimately, everything you do is your fault. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Ultimately. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, if you really sit and think in it. Or, or a result of your actions, yeah. right? Yeah. Very nice. Would you like to wrap this podcast up with a positivity party? I would love to. Sorry. One day you'd be like, no. 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 <laughs> no. I do not like that. No. Did you notice um, in our last episode, our positivity party, the music was from the Lo-Fi Hip Hop channel? I didn't Did even you notice realize it? Yeah, yeah, it's that. From, it's from the other one, the one with Study Girl, but yeah, it is. <laughs> Welcome to the Positivity Party. This is where Tess and I and you, hopefully we all spend a moment thinking about something that we're thankful for and something that we love about ourselves. And this is a, since I've been doing the chill music, this is a little chill Positivity Party, which is fine. You know, we're just sitting around, hanging out. Hanging out with our raccoon friends. (laughs) What's something that you're thankful for, Miss Tess? I am thankful for creative people. Very nice. Um, and I was I was having a conversation at work with someone, and we were talking about another person that we work with, and they were like, why did they do... They, we had a display in our library, and this other person had moved the display from like one part of the library to another part of the library. And the, I was talking to someone, and they were like, why did they do that? And I said, I don't know how her mind works. And it sounded like a mean thing. And so I felt like I really needed to clarify right away, which is that this person we were talking about is a very creative person and they, their mind works differently than my mind. Like, I may be a little bit creative, but I'm definitely not, like, if you put me in charge of the displays at the library, they would be real boring looking because I just don't, I don't, I don't know, I just don't think that about like visual things and colors the way that this other person does and so when i said i don't know how our mind works i really meant it as a compliment because i am so grateful for creative people and i thought about this even further like whoever made up the umbrella academy i'm really thankful for that person that was a very creative idea and it's create it's made something that i really like or whoever made up captain marvel however many years ago that they made it like, good on you for being such a creative person because I didn't make that up and I think it's really cool and I'm grateful for it. That's awesome. I love it. I like that too because like Captain Marvel is probably like a result, you could probably trace it back to one person, but really her creation and her characters, probably yeah. multiple people over so exactly. many years. Different writers, different artists that have kind of come together, different different executives at Marvel coming together to form this idea of what is your Captain Marvel, right? right. Super cool. Uh, mine's kind of similar. I'm thankful that we live in a golden age of entertainment, right? Yeah. I mentioned earlier, like, I think it's, it's not that, like, there was no entertainment, like, 10 years ago, <laughs> but, like, I never in a million years would imagine that that we would have this many like superhero movies and characters I loved when I was a child, seeing them brought to life. And really, anyone's opinions aside, I feel like they're all wonderful representations of these characters, you know? Yeah. And I think the fact that if, if someone wants to take the uh, the mind being like the, the opinion or the perspective of why is there this movie when I really just want more of these, I think they've lost vision of 
really how fortunate we are that there are any Thor movies or any Captain America movies or anything. And also, I think they've forgotten too that some people, that thing that you don't want to exist, some people may really like it. Yeah. And that's kind of a selfish perspective. Or like when you and I were talking earlier about Twin Peaks yeah. and how 25 years after they Thank made this you. TV show, they made another Twin Peaks yeah. and, and how like I never thought that was ever going to happen. Yeah. This is the world I mean, we we're live just in. in. A, we're just in a great time where like there's just a lot of a lot of really great things to entertain ourselves by. And I would also, I'm gonna save this for a life lesson later, but I would just say, not that entertaining ourselves should be the goal of our lives, which I think some people forget, <laughs> but if you are seeking entertainment, it is no longer a problem. When I was a kid, it's like, what's on TV? Nothing, right? Right. Now it's like, what's... It's like, what's, what do, what of the a million things that there are to watch am I gonna spend Thank time you. with? I don't think anyone can argue that there's, there's nothing that will entertain them if they're really looking for it. So I'm thankful that we live in a golden age. Mm -hmm. So listeners, why don't you take a moment right now to think about something that you are grateful for? That was a good one. Very nice. What's something you love about yourself, Tess? Something that I like about myself is that I keep getting back up and not despairing um, in terms of my chronic illness mm. that I suffer from. Uh, legacy listeners, new listeners, again, welcome to you. We love you. Uh, legacy listeners will probably know it is canon that I suffer from a chronic pain condition. And... Um, I had uh, I had a bit of a success recently. Well, I had I had a bit of a a very I received some very bad news, which was followed by uh, a great success in my treatment, which was followed by a really bad flare up of my condition. And so I've been on a roller coaster this past like month, like past two months. Mm. And um, with my condition, and I, I have to say something that I like about myself is I, I am not letting it completely. I mean, I have my moments of despair where I cry, and Brett has to tell me like they're there, it'll be okay. But ultimately, I get back up and I keep looking for other solutions. I keep thinking maybe there's some sort of alternative treatment I can take. Maybe I can go see another doctor. Maybe they have a second opinion for me. Like, there's got to be something that I can do about this. I'm not going to let it just, like, be my whole life. Um, I saw this meme and I shared it on my social, my personal social media. And it said, people with chronic illness aren't faking being sick. They're faking being well. And I really related that because I think when you have a chronic illness you have to keep going like you like like it's not something like oh I've got a headache so I'll stay home today and then the rest of the month I'm fine like you're kind of like always in pain and if you just sat at home whenever you were in pain you would never get anything done you could never work a job and make money and stuff so people with chronic illnesses are they're they're not like I think a lot of people think oh you're fine you come to work, mm -hmm. you've got a big smile on your face, you you seem totally fine. So anytime that you're not at work because you're sick, you must be faking it. And honestly, the total opposite is true for people with chronic illness. Like anytime you see us and we're upright and we're smiling, we're probably dying inside, like at least half the time that you see us. And 
So like me faking being well, like I, I continue to get up every day and do my thing as best that I can and I'm still looking for some way to beat this thing. And that's something I like about myself. <laughs> that's a good that one. was really long-winded. I apologize. Well, that was okay. You had stuff you had to say. I did. You know? This has been a very cathartic episode for me. I've been saying <laughs> lots of things. What's something you like about yourself? Uh, this is actually one that I've kind of struggled with for a while, but um, something I love about myself is that I have the spirit of a small child. <laughs> oh, I, I love that about you too. I really do, but it's something I struggle with because a lot of times it's like, yeah. there's a lot of social pressures of you should act yes. like an adult. Get out of that tree. Yeah. <laughs> You're a grown man. <sighs> Don't, why are you running quickly? You should walk slowly. Why are you making that joke right now? Why do you have an this opinion about fancy names? Why don't you know more about tax reforms? <laughs> have you not read the news? Aren't you an adult? Why don't you own an iron? These are all things that people say to me. And the reason is, is that even though I am a 34-year-old man, I am convinced that in the si- inside of me, I will always be a... Eight to twelve year old boy, you know. That's okay, that's actually really nice. (laughs) It is, and I think it has helped me in some ways. It certainly helps me as a children's librarian because I don't know what it is. Maybe they just they see themselves in me, but like kids and I, I connect better. Yeah, just yesterday, Amanda and and Freya and I, we went to a, a a little girl's birthday party. She's turning six. Her name's Scarlett, and. I talk to the kids more than I do the adults, you know? And it was just like, and I know that some, well, I don't know about this, but I'm sure someone's thinking like, who's this guy sitting in the corner reading books to these, because I was reading the fray and then kids naturally come over. It just kind (laughs) of happens. And I'm talking to them about their shirts and and like fancy Nancy. And I'm sure someone's like, why isn't he standing over here, um, you know, complaining about things with us, right? Not that all adults do that, but these are things. And uh, so that's something I struggle with, but um, I realize it's, probably a really good thing you know because if i didn't have that i wouldn't be me and um it has served me well over the uh, over the years and it's it's hard to sometimes not to be like ashamed of it because people will give you a hard time about that it. happened to me literally yeah. last yeah. night yeah. i went to a restaurant with my family we were celebrating a birthday and right after we were there we went outside and one of my nephew's like school chums came up to us and he was like oh i go to school with with Colton and I was like oh well hey what do you like about school like what's your favorite subject (laughs) you know oh you love school why don't you tell me more about it like uh I see you have a banana do you like to eat bananas I also like to eat bananas and if I really honestly I think I might have talked to that kid more than I talked to my family (laughs) that's okay he seems like a cool kid he had a banana with him so I really really appreciate that yeah He's also really good at balancing and handstands. Ooh, yeah. Those are two things I know I can work on. He can, Maybe. Balance, for, he can balance on one foot for at least 20 seconds. Oof, 20 yeah. seconds? That's almost <laughs> half a minute. Boy! Oh, real quick, listeners. I want you to really dig deep and say something that you love about yourself. Very nice. That was good. We love that about you, too. Yeah. You guys have been listening to episode number... 
45? 45 <laughs> of Same Team, y'all. My name's Eric. My name is Steph. And friends, if you've enjoyed yourselves today, please consider, if you haven't done so already, uh, subscribing to our podcast. Tell a friend and an enemy so you guys can become friends. <laughs> and also, um, if you can, we would appreciate some kind of text review or something on whatever you're listening to us on. Those give us the warm and fuzzies. Yeah. You could also email us if you want. Same Team, y'all at gmail.com. We would love to hear anything from you. Mm-hmm. And you can follow us on Twitter if you happen to be on Twitter at Same Team Y'all. You could also listen to our other podcast, yeah. Same Peaks Y'all, where we talk about the classic 90s television show, Twin Peaks. <laughs> and I actually was talking to someone about Same Peaks Y'all the other day, and if no one has ever watched Twin Peaks before, boy, this is the show for you. Just start at the beginning of our podcast. It's Same Peaks Y'all, because the whole bit is Tess is a super fan, and I'm watching them for the first time uh, as we're going through the episodes. If you haven't watched it, you've always been interested in watching Twin Peaks. Um, I consider it the best companion podcast to the show Twin Peaks. Probably. I, I concur. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> Not and, to pat ourselves on the back or anything. Uh, I think we deserve it. Here, let's do some padding. There it is. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You guys could literally be doing anything with your time, and you decided to choose this. Remember, we love you. But not in a creepy way. Mm-hmm.